following podcast contains spoilers and words like G, whiz, and gosh damn it. We watch it. Hello everybody and welcome back to We Watched A Thing. This week, I'm continuing my journey to get all of the hosts of Movie Reviews from 20Qs on here at some point. I've had Sam, I've had Stacey, and now, welcome to the show, Liz. How you doing, mate? Yay, I'm very good to steal a phrase from Stacey. I'm really, <laughs> I was, I'm super happy to be here, like her catchphrase. I don't have a catchphrase. I need a catchphrase. You need a catchphrase, definitely, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I've tried to do catchphrases it. before. I tried to get Wimmy Wham Wham Wazzle happening for a while, but it didn't didn't take off. Didn't play? <laughs> no. No. I think it's going to be something quite organic and uh, I just haven't been there. Unless it's like, dear God, Sam, or something like that, because I probably well, say that yeah. quite a lot. You do say stuff like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he brings so it on himself. You and, I, you and I have had the pleasure of talking movies before together, but not on this side of the uh, of the world. Here we are on... On We Watched a Thing for the first time. How have you been? I am good. Um, I've had a nice quiet weekend away from the politics of Parliament, which are <laughs> horrible and I don't want to talk about very much because I've already <laughs> had a little rant to you. Um, yeah, no, it's but it's great being able to get out and go to the movies and, um, you know, have a bit of fun watching some crazy action shtick. That's right. We've got a new release this week. Got to head to the movies, which is always fun and happens less and less these days. So I like when we get to do it. Yeah. And I am so curious to hear what you thought of this movie. So let's get into it then. Uncharted is a 2022 American action adventure film directed by Ruben Fleischer from a screenplay by Rafe Lee Judkins, Art Markham and Matt Holloway. It's based on, of course, Naughty Dog's PlayStation video game series of the same name. And it stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Victor Sullivan, Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle and Antonio Banderas. And what is it about, Liz? Well, it's uh, fairly simplistic, and I'm going to try not to waffle too much. Um, <laughs> Nate Drake, played by Tom Holland, uh, is a smooth-talking uh, bartender who's got um, who's fascinated with um, Ferdinand Magellan's uh, The Legend of His Lost Treasure, and this guy, played by Mark Wahlberg, comes in and convinces him to go and try and find it with him. That, yeah, that's, that's that, that covers it. That totally does it. Sort of, Yeah. <laughs> It's always really hard to come up with those plots off the top of your head. You're like, well, it started like this, and then this other thing happened, and then there was a bit of that. And oh, did I mention this other guy? Yeah. yeah you end up That's why my favorite thing on this show is that I never say the plot. I always just, so what's it about? <laughs> just make someone else do Sam it. Sam always makes me do it too and laughs yeah. at me. It's so cruel. <laughs> so yeah. I, I actually don't really know about you. Are you a gamer at all? Had you had you played the game? Did you know anything about this series? I would not be what anyone would call a gamer. <laughs> um, I occasionally get really stuck into a game and usually though it's something a little bit weird and not typical gamer. So like I've been a big gamer of Kingdom of Loathing. I don't know if you've ever played that. I used to play Never that a lot. Never heard of that. Um, oh my God, you would love it. It's, it's this ridiculous stick figure um, MMORPG type thing. Um, just literally an online right. text-based game. Yeah, it's but it's loads of parodies of all sorts of other pop culture stuff. I don't know if it's still around. It probably is. Um, I used to play Puzzle Pirates, another one that probably no one's heard of. Um, most recently, the most normal <laughs> game I've played would be PUBG, and I was addicted to that for like six months, and I played that on my phone for like six months, like six hours a day, and then I just stopped and didn't pick yeah, up again. Yeah. So <laughs> that's about it. Really not a gamer. I like the concept, but I've just never really got it, especially like I've never owned a PlayStation or anything. 
Yeah, well, that's my thing too. So I, I used to play games a fair bit now that I've got kids and working full time I play a lot less but I only ever had Nintendos so you know I'm like Mario Zelda that kind of stuff through and through so I never mm. played Uncharted uh, video game yeah, I've, movies I've never even heard of it yeah video game movies have a pretty bad rap but I have to say I had quite a bit of fun with this it's like this isn't going to set the world on fire or anything but I'll tell you one thing it made me think that the game at least would be pretty damn fun yeah I actually agree which may seem surprising given I don't know if anyone uh, listening has heard my review of Mortal Kombat <laughs> oh, literally fuck, one of the I worst movies I have ever seen it was so bad right I was like I can't was believe Seth's making me watch this I had to stop it <laughs> twice in the middle and be like okay you get to take a break now but then you have to come back and watch it for the rest of the podcast <laughs> that wasn't the case with this movie at all I actually really enjoyed Uncharted like as you said not going to set the world on fire you have to I went in with low expectations because I thought well it's a game movie it's probably yeah. going to be pretty crap but I liked it it was kind of just a fun kind of adventure movie you got to see a bit of the world you know Tom Holland's a cutie, like there was good vibes, good characters. I don't know. It was just a good bit of a laugh on a Saturday night, really. Yeah. I, I agree. To me, this is certainly, if anything, I feel like this movie is just a couple of years too late. Like I sat there thinking, wow, if if this movie, I, mean, I don't actually even know anything about the game franchise. I don't know when that started. But it was the kind of movie that I was like, I would have loved this back in the late 90s, if me and my friends were, like, fans of this game, I actually think it's a pretty solid flick, for sure. I like that um, a couple of years to you is actually two decades, <laughs> uh, the late 90s. <laughs> well, <laughs> not a couple of years ago anymore, man. We've got to move problem, on. <laughs> do, do you ever do the same thing? Like, I always forget how yes. old I am, and I'm like, no, there's no way that the 90s was 20 years ago. That's ridiculous. Mate. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Like, I read a tweet the other day that said, um, in eight years, the 80s will be 50 years ago. And I was like, oh, oh good one. And then I thought about off. it and I went, oh, my God, that's true. Wow. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That can't be So, right. yeah, I totally get that. I totally yeah, get that. Wow. And I think you're right. Like, I think this had a feel of, if not late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Like, yeah. um, that kind of, yeah, kind of feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just sort of, yeah, low-key fun. And I I actually appreciate that. Like one thing that I have felt about cinema lately is that, you know, and you see this in most superhero movies, the MCU have stuck mostly to being just kind of fun popcorn cinema. But like you look at what the DCEU has been doing lately and even the trailer for the new Batman, movies have lost a sense of fun, I think, for the most part. Everything feels like it wants to be gritty and dark. And I really appreciate that this movie didn't try for any of that. This is like, you know, it knows exactly what it is, this flick. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, I've had a, a reason to watch a number of 90s sort of action films and stuff, well, 90s films in the last um, few weeks. And I was even thinking this um, about Independence Day, which I've just watched as well, is just the feeling of fun in it. And you yeah. just don't see that. You don't have those characters. You don't have that lightheartedness. And I think that's why I love 90s movies so much is just yeah. because of that sort of irreverence. It's and so yeah, true. this movie definitely had that. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert for an, another conversation you and I will have later, but on Independence Day, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks ago I saw Moonfall, which is Roland Emmerich's latest movie, and I think that's a perfect example of what we're talking about, where it's like it's beat for beat very similar, and yet it has zero sense of fun to it. It just takes itself so seriously. 
Well, you compare the Independence Day. Well, we're going to be talking about in the next podcast. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like the the sequel to Independence Day is the perfect example of that as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like they're just light years apart. But you yeah, know, um, this movie, I think it's clear that they were trying to have fun, um, and not take anything too seriously, um, in the dialogue. And obviously they didn't take too much seriously about writing it because some of it is really terrible. <laughs> but there are some good lines, you know. Some of it you are like, no, friend. But then you're not going to this movie to see no. Oscar-winning dialogue, <laughs> are you? So Exactly right. I was kind of like, that was a pretty terrible line, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I chuckled at a few. I mean, let's let's start on the cast then. Um are you a are you a Holland fan? Are you a Wahlberg fan? Like, were you? I mean, it's an odd pairing to me. They're not two actors that I ever would have thought of putting together. No, I, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Um, no, oh, Wahlberg, I've seen quite a bit on and off. I'm not really averse to him, but I'm also not like a huge Marky Mark girl. I think I was a couple born a couple years too late for that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Tom Holland. I've always thought he seemed like a cool dude after, especially after I saw his um, cover of Rihanna's Umbrella. What? You know his lip sync of that? Have, have you not seen no. that? <laughs> it is one of the best things on the internet. It's amazing. He commits 100%. He's like fully lip syncing it. It must be for some sort of TV show or something. Yeah, right. Um, He's fully lip syncing Umbrella and he's out there doing the dancing and doing the <laughs> like full hip movements and he's dressed in like this full on like leather on. I don't know, but you have to go to YouTube and just <laughs> watch it straight after this because it is, it brings you much joy. He's, he just seems like somebody who doesn't take himself too seriously. He certainly seems like a cool dude. And I love his whole vibe, the way that he's always getting accused of leaking stuff from the MCU just because he's just a kid, basically. <laughs> I, I, Pretty much. I, and I thought he had great charisma in this movie, actually. Like he was enjoyable to watch. Even before he goes adventuring, I'd watch an hour of him just oh, making yeah. drinks. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and not only does he have great charisma, he's got great abs, man. His body was insane. <laughs> and I was like, am I perving on Tom Holland? This doesn't seem right. Like that kid's like 18 or whatever. And he's obviously older than that. But uh, yeah, I wondered if he like wrote into his contract that they had to have so many shirtless scenes. Yeah. And it, like I, scenes where he was, you know, had the wet top and stuff. I was yes. like, this is overly gratuitous, which I'm not complaining about. But whoa. It, it was overly, especially at first. Like I remember... It mm. once randomly cutting to him like doing pull ups or press ups yep. or something shirtless, and it had nothing to do with anything no else point. that was happening. And I was like, "That's kind no of need an odd cut." <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I feel like they said, "Look, you're going to have to be ripped for this film." And he goes, "Bitch, if I have to be ripped for this film, then people are going to see it. They're going to know about how ripped I can get." And um, yeah, like it was the there was another scene where they were in the hotel room towards the end, and he's sitting on the couch with his shirt off. I was like. Why? Yeah. Why don't you have a shirt on? Yeah. This is unnecessary. I'm not complaining again. Why <laughs> happy to see a an impeccable male form? It just made me laugh because it seems so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Tom Holland of all people. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you don't think of him as yeah. as being No, well, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you think of him a lot, don't you, Liz? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, can't help myself. <laughs> Marky Mark is one as well that uh, he's he has a pretty bad reputation, and with reason. And I don't think he's, I don't think anything he's doing in this film is excellent. But again, I think he actually no. has a pretty decent level of charm. And I was very surprised by the chemistry that the two leads have in this film. It's something that I wasn't expecting. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I think they work together really well. Um, I found him less 
everything really than Tom Holland, I think. Like he was really the sidekick. He wasn't yeah. to me like the same sort of um draw card. But I mean he was perfectly fine. <laughs> it's you know, I was kinda like, oh yeah, yeah, Marky Mark, you did all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I thought was not fine though? And maybe maybe I'm bringing my own thing to this because I'm Australian. Oh, I'm curious if it's what I'm thinking it is, and I think it is. Well, Sophia Ali as Chloe Fraser, the other treasure hunter, was mm-hmm. abysmal in this film. And I'm guessing this, the only thing I can think is that this must be a thing from the game. I could not see a reason for her to be doing that awful accent because it never comes up. They never mention she's Australian, but it's so bad. <laughs> yes, I. that's exactly what I was thinking. I wrote a note on it because I was like, is she meant to be Australian? Because I feel like half of her accent for this movie was possibly Australian. Yes, yes. And that I identified it was meant to be Australian. But that was only like half of what she was saying. And I yeah. only identified it towards the latter end of the film. So, and it was just really odd. And I looked it up and she is American. Because yeah. I actually looked it up because I thought, is she Australian and she's trying to be American and she's not doing a very good job? No, the other way around. Same. I, so I had to look it up because I, I had the exact same thing. And I, yeah, the only thing I can think is that that character must be Australian in the game or something. Because- it's not mentioned mm. at all. And like you say, the the worst thing about it is that it's passable enough that I knew what she was attempting, but yeah. but that like every third or fourth word was just like off. <laughs> and I just, well, just random sentences. I was like, well, that just sounds American. And yeah. then the next sentence would be overly like Ocker Australian. Yeah. And yeah, look, I mean, I can relate given that I don't think I've ever heard a reasonable New Zealand facsimile of a um, New Zealand accent in a film. Like, no one can do a legitimate New Zealand accent. Yeah. But, like, Australian's not as hard to get, right? Come on, you know, throw a few shrimps on the barbie, mate. <laughs> we, Fish and chips. Yeah, we are easy. You basically just do a Boston accent and then make it worse. <laughs> oh, nice. See, I'm with Kiwi accents. Just take all the vowels out. Yeah. They just don't say any vowels. You know, if you want to say like fish and chips, yeah. that's how I say it. There's yeah. no vowels in that. Yeah. Problem solved. Easy. That's right. I, I felt bad calling you Liz at the start because clearly your name is Luz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've um, taught Australians that and they've actually like uh, messaged me and stuff and saved me in their phones as L-U-Z <laughs> yeah. just to capture the sound. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it- that's right. I'm used to it, having lived in Australia for <laughs> years. But yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I totally took a note of that, which is a shame because I actually like her. Like I... I could see that she could have been someone or a character that I liked, or I could see that the actress had a had a you know bit of charisma that I liked, yeah. but yeah, just didn't bring it home to me. I know what you mean. I think part of the issue there was the writing for me at least, because that character mm. kind of eventuated to be really nothing. And mm. there's a way to do the kind of three pronged team, and and I like the idea that you know none of them trust each other, and they're all. But she kind of just—it's almost like she's there just to be kind of a, a a romantic foil for Tom Holland. But then that just kind of without any romance, anyway. exactly. There's no, there's more chemistry between Holland and Wahlberg, I think, than there is between between Holland and her. And then it just kind of dies anyway. It's just an odd 
way to play it, I think. I, I guess it's because they wanted to keep it a relatively kids movie. But, I mean, I think it would have made more sense if after he, you know, worked out the coordinates, he went and, you know, got in bed and then they slept together and then she left him. Like, that would have been more meaningful. But, of course, they couldn't do that if you've got kids going to it. Yeah. So, I guess that's why they chose not to. Um, it's funny you said that about the trust thing because that actually got on my nerves after all. I was like, I kind of get – yeah, I get it. You guys can't trust each other. Let's move on. Yeah. You know, I just – I was kind of like, can't you just work together or, I don't know, just that, yeah. that bit actually grated on me after a while. I was kind of like, yeah, we've got it. Yeah, I know what you mean, actually. And even, you know, because then towards the end, him and Wahlberg do kind of buddy up, but you, you really do lack that motivation. It just kind of happens. It's like, okay, now they're best buds, but why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a slow Whereas build. I could have seen it. I could have seen it better in the other the other way around because with um, Wahlberg, he left, his, um, he left Tom Holland's brother behind whereas a chloe they actually saved each other's lives right so you could yeah, see right. that yeah. at that point they might have said oh look maybe we can trust each other we'll work together yeah but that's not what happened yeah so i guess you know there must be reasons for it game wise but yeah yeah that rang a little hollow yeah the other um major female character in the film or only female <laughs> character in the film yes um she was something else she was had the whole femme fatale thing gone down really well yeah i thought yeah, actually, it's funny that you you say about it being Reddick, for, right? Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you say about it being for kids because I must say some of the violence actually took me off guard. Her with that little oh, kind of true. curved knife when she slits that guy's yeah. throat, I was a, like I wasn't offended or anything, but I was kind of shocked. I just didn't expect it in this film. That's true. Like because if you were doing it for kids, you know, keeping it relatively clean, you'd have her just hold the gun up and be like, "I'm sick of hearing you talk." Yeah, shoot that's true. you know, like. Yeah. You could have kept it more more low key, and like her killing the guy, the father in the back of the car, that was very, yeah. you know, uncomfortable as well. Yeah, absolutely. This movie is what my mum would have made if she was making a kids' film because she never really minded us watching violent stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my brothers were trying to get me to watch um, Braveheart when I was about eight. Yeah, I reckon I first saw Braveheart nothing, when I was eight. <laughs> yeah. But nothing. Oh, I didn't watch it. it would give me nightmares. But um, yeah, nothing with sex. God no. Yeah, right. So you know. <laughs> Maybe my mum was involved in the production. <laughs> See, my parents, She's a busy lady. My parents were really me. quite loosey-goosey when I was growing up. We were pretty free-range children as far as what we watched. <laughs> and look how damaged you are now. I know. I'm broken. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've, some of the stories of oh, – Sam, I can't remember what podcast episode it was, but on um, Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, we asked a question around what was the most traumatic you know, early movie experience you had. And some of the stuff people had seen were – it was just crazy. Yeah, right. See, I don't think of any of it as traumatic, though. And I was very self-censoring. Every time we went to put on a movie, I was like, what's this rated? Like, are we, are we sure Aww. about this? Are we sure? <laughs> I was, really I was that annoying kid. But <laughs> nice. Well, see, like um, my nieces and nephews, I've taken them to films and they can get scared by the most innocuous stuff. Like yeah. I took my nephew to Kung Fu Panda 3 and I had to take him out of the theatre because he was upset because the big mean animated yeah. – bull was stealing people's spirits <laughs> and I actually took him over to like the counter and was like excuse me um can you please tell my nephew that everybody comes back in the end and it's all going to be okay because he didn't believe me I had, so you know kids are can be quite sensitive yeah I had the same thing with my daughter and detective Pikachu quite because she was she's a massive Pokemon fan and she was so excited and we had to leave halfway through because she found it so scary I can't even remember what it was she found scary she just did not like it at all yeah it's funny but there you go yeah. but then like um speaking of the violence of the film though 
I actually did quite like a lot of it for well the the action scenes at least because yep. they really had that game feel which I thought yes. was really nice and it which meant that you sort of did suspend your belief like like admittedly the whole bit where they're coming out of the plane and he's jumping up the different things yes it's a bit ridiculous but actually you're just kind of reminded that this is based on a game so you're like ah cool this is fine and it looks really cool I, I agree I thought the look of the film overall was actually really cool I thought the editing was well paced the action scenes were well mm. choreographed and plotted and I agree I think they had that game feel to it like one thing I love when game adaptations do it right is when you can feel the game mechanics like there's one scene there, there are scenes in the film that really feel like a stealth mission in a game you know like where they're Mm. hiding from the guards and ducking and weaving and and it's obviously a film that you're watching but you get that same sense you do when you're playing a game that it's it's you and it it gives you a lot of extra tension i think i actually cared more about the characters in this film than you would think given it's not very well written i think purely because you can see yourself in that almost like you're holding a controller <laughs> And it's exactly what they should be aiming for with a gaming film. Like, you yeah, know, is, is buying, getting your, your buy-in into that game world. Um, I think also another thing that sort of supported that was um, Tom Holland again. Um, his, the smoothness of his moves, like his parkour and his um, stunts and things. Like, there was a real smoothness and slickness to them and it really, again, had that game feel. And I really liked that. Yeah. I enjoyed watching him moving around and doing these little leaps and jumps and flips and whatever. Yep. Definitely. And as far as the story goes, I'm a sucker for an adventure. Like, I love adventure films. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an explorer until I turned about 12 and found out that there was nothing left to explore. It's, it's all been found. And I got really sad. But so I actually, I had plenty of fun with this film, honestly. Like, yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I'm, I'm a traveller by heart. I've been, a, you know, 40 plus countries and always love going to see new places. So whenever things do this and have to go to different countries and search different little secret places and stuff, I always love that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they went to Barcelona and it took me back to my trip to Barcelona, um, which was cool, and went to the Philippines. I thought, oh, God, look at those beaches. I'd love to go there. So, um, yeah, that's always a big selling point for me, just seeing that the world out there and them taking advantage of that and just showing us what, what all the great things we could go and see. Yeah. I feel like I we've been that. praising the film heaps, but I do think there's plenty of bad stuff. So I'm just going to kick it off. I hated the score for this film. It it was so it sounded like royalty-free music to me. It just had zero character and it's a real shame to me because I I mean I don't I mean maybe it is the music from the game. I don't know if it is then that's a shame cuz I don't think it had a really nice feeling to it, but I just think that they could have done so much more with the score to make it feel more adventurous. Fear, like if, when I'm thinking of it, I can't really think of the score even impacting me at all, apart from a couple of times where I think I was like, oh, great, the cheesy, we've won the game, you know, we've, you know, yeah, kind of, yeah. yay, look at us doing <laughs> sneaky things or whatever. Um, I think you could have done something really cool with um, maybe some more heavy metal or, you know, that kind of, or, or hip-hop or something. Yeah, you, you yeah. Definitely, that could have been used to great effect, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, because this, this film music. doesn't really have a soundtrack. Like, I can't think of any songs that no. are utilised in it. It's just score. It could have been mm. cool to incorporate some actual songs in there. Yeah, and I actually think they could have done that easily. Like, even in the scene where they're dancing, you know, that's just soundless house music yeah. rap kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that was a real missed opportunity. Yeah. One thing I found quite upsetting was um, 
the beautiful old ships being completely like destroyed, <laughs> like sunk and destroyed and stuff. And it just made me, uh, uh, as usual, hate capitalism, this idea of, you know, these beautiful treasures and they're just like, it's all just this fight to the death of who gets the gold and let's just ignore the fact yeah, and they actually even brought it up. She was like, "These are so valuable. I know. Let's take care of them." Yeah, and then they're both destroyed, and that kind of made me think of all the things that get destroyed thanks to this kind of blind greed. Yep. So that was a bit of a Have, sad. I mean, for are, me. are you familiar <laughs> with the Bone Wars? No. Completely off topic here, right? But okay, it's something like fifty percent or something like that of the fossils that have been found in the world, like dinosaur fossils, have been destroyed. Because of this oh war God. between these two paleontologists who were like- What? Yeah, yeah. No joke. You can look it up. I'm sure that it will have like a Wikipedia page or something. If you just Google- That is terrible. Bone Wars. Completely off track here. The Bone Wars, also known as the Great Dinosaur Rush, was a period of intense and ruthlessly competitive fossil hunting. And there were these two guys. I can't remember their names, but they battled to the point where they were destroying fossils purely so that the other person- couldn't get them <laughs> and it's just it's ridiculous and sad there should be a movie about that there should right um, yeah but it actually at the end i found myself going oh no don't hurt the oh you've damaged that oh watch out for the island it's gonna oh that ship's really destroyed now and i'm sure the people next to me were just going oh my god <laughs> calm down it's not real but <laughs> yeah it, i just found it a little upsetting sorry it is always an interesting thing when you're expected to root for characters who do things that are really bad and, and i don't know i find that there are varying levels of the bad that you'll accept and root for in a character mm. and destroying priceless artifacts just for greed kind of doesn't do it for me <laughs> No, I think that's really awful. Saying that, though, I did kind of like the idea of the high seas, high stakes battle in the air. Like, that was kind of funny and cool to see the, the ships flying in the air, but they're still, like, yeah. doing what you might have done if they were actually on the sea. I thought that was kind of a cool idea, actually. Yeah, that, that was a for an really cool film. concept. And going back to video games, mm. again, I haven't played the Uncharted games, but it, it reminded me of Bowser's flying ship in Mario. He has a flying pirate ship. And it reminded oh, yeah. me of that. And there's nothing cooler in an adventure movie than someone, you know, swinging on a rope. <laughs> and seeing him do that on the boat up in the air was pretty damn fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the, the effects were great. Like, it looked cool when they did all of that. Yeah, I agree. I was chatting to Sam and Topher about this movie the other day. And Topher was like, I, I cannot think of a movie I want to see less. He said the VFX in the trailer looked so bad. Now... I think everyone at this point knows that I don't watch trailers. I haven't watched trailers in about seven years now, so I never saw a trailer for this film. But I was pleasantly surprised by the visual effects in this film. I thought that the CGI held up really pretty well, actually. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought, you know, you could – it looked realistic, them flying around in the air with those ships, you know. But, the, like, yeah, I was quite happy with it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it to be, you know, multi-billion dollar type – amazing effects but everything that i saw i was quite happy with like that i bought all of that quite well yeah so all in all how are you scoring this film then out of 10 i was thinking about this and i think i'm gonna give it um a seven yeah right yeah yeah it was for what it was you know with my ex expectations as they were going in what i think it was trying to be what it delivered i think it's a solid seven out of ten you got a you got a good movie that was a good saturday night entertainment came out smiling had a good time. Was it the best movie I've ever seen? No. <laughs> but 
It was perfectly fine, you know. If if I ended up watching it again, having to watch it again in a year or two, I'd probably do that. Like, I wouldn't be averse to it. Yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't walk out wanting my money back. Like, that's for sure. No. Like, I, I had plenty of fun. I saw this in Dendi Cinemas in the Gold Class Premium Lounge there, so I got some food, I got some cocktails, and I had a great time. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, my um, cinema's got us uh, social distancing, and they've got little couches, so Ooh. I just had my feet up on the couch, and yeah, it was great, nice. actually. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm so glad that you felt pretty similar to the way I did then because mm. with a movie like this there's going to be a lot of people who hate it and I, oh, absolutely. I'm not going to fight those people if you don't like this movie that's that's fair yeah. like particularly I guess if you've played the game or something and had different expectations I can see that but yeah I'm I'm a six I enjoyed it quite a lot I certainly think for me it now takes the title of best video game adaptation as far as my memory goes <laughs> Well, it certainly beats Mortal Kombat. Oh, That's easy. So. Fuck, I hated Mortal Kombat <laughs> I so hated much. that movie. <laughs> Tova has watched it by choice about six or seven times since it came out. He fucking loved it. <laughs> Sam has too. I was just like, what are you talking about? One of my colleagues told me it's one of the best movies ever made. Oh, and we, he would fight to the death about that. And I was just like... <laughs> You've lost so many respect points. But this movie, I'm like, not that I think this will be anybody's favourite movie. No. But look, do you know what? I will probably go and see the sequel that they set up. Same. I, it's absolutely the same. Yep. I would be happy to see a sequel to this film. I don't think it's, like you say, it'll never be anybody's favourite film and that's fine. No. It's not. I think most people will probably have forgotten it after they see it until a sequel mm. comes out. And then I think... They'll be happy to go see that as well. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's you know, and and I think the filmmakers will be quite happy with that. I don't think they set out to make anybody's favorite film, but they made a rollicking good ride that people can go along with and have a bit of fun and enjoy, and then walk out feeling a bit more lighthearted. Yeah, well, thank which frankly is something we need in this world of ours. Definitely. Thank you so much for joining me, Liz. Is there is there anything that you want to plug? You want to give movie reviews and twenty cues a plug, or is there anything else you're doing at the moment? Um, no, movie reviews in 20Qs is probably where I'll go. I um, have always thought I could do my own little projects, but uh, life is too busy to do that. <laughs> but, hey, um, yeah, look, come check us out at Movie Reviews in 20Qs. Um, you do have to listen to Sam, unfortunately, <laughs> um, as he is the host, main host of the podcast. But there are loads of other way cooler people like me. Um, we've just done uh, uh, absolutely um, – soul-destroying look at Armageddon where we just ripped it to absolute shreds. <laughs> and I have to say, those are my favourite episodes when we all hate the movie. So, um, yeah, I would definitely check that one out. Um, yeah, I that would probably be my, my little plug. Nice. Well, speaking of Sam, he will be joining me next week. We're going to be doing a bonus episode on The Batman. So we're both seeing it opening night, which I think is next Wednesday, and then we'll be dropping a... Uh, Dropping an episode pretty quickly thereafter. And just before that, I'll be joined by DT from Space Castle talking about The Last Duel, which I'm really excited to see. It's meant to be, I don't know, it's meant to be really good, but it picked up a couple of Razzie Awards. So who knows what's going to happen there? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've not heard of that. So right. I will go and Google it. Um, yeah, <laughs> rather send to me on the Batman. That's not holding any appeal to me. Why are we supposed to be um, on the side of the like billionaire white <laughs> pet dude like no thanks i'll go along and support the riddler oh yeah yeah who i think is being played by paul dano who i love paul dano so well then it sounds yeah. like you'll enjoy it hashtag team riddler <laughs> <laughs> do it right. go along yell that in the movie too <laughs> well thank you so much uh in the meantime 
If you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and I'll catch you next week. Bye.